You're listening to The Outfall. This is Robert. This week, we get to travel the world with no passports or luggage. Our adventure begins in Brest, France, and then we travel to Hong Kong. Our travel guide is a friend of Amy's, but soon became a friend to both David and I. It's a city called Brest, B-R-E-S-T, and it does look like the Brest of France. Uh, I'm a marine scientist, so I joined this institute called Aframer. Hi, this is Amy. I met Vera when we were postdocs at Clemson, and what I love about her is her openness and her candor, and even though she's often halfway around the world, we've managed to stay in touch. And as we've been talking lately, what has really struck me are the commonalities and what we're experiencing, and yet some differences as the whole world is experiencing this pandemic in similar and yet often very different ways. of France, they allow everyone to go out once a day and we have to fill out a paper. It's like a declaration form. You don't have to have someone to authorize you to go outside, but you're authorizing yourself to go outside. And you have to have that paper. So it's, if the policemen see you on the street and they ask for this form and you don't have it, then they can give you a fine of like really? 29 euro. Yes. And in the beginning, people think, oh, if I'm rich, I can be, I can be free, right? But no, like now they're starting to put people to jail <laughs> if you, if you wow. go out for like two to three times more. Yeah, I heard that from my advisor and it's, uh, they are taking this seriously and uh, they're now limiting the um, exercise time for like one hour per day. <laughs> like you can't be out there really? um, more wow. than one hour. Yeah, you have to say in the form saying at what time and what day that I signed this form. And when the policeman find you and they say, oh, hey, this is three hours after you wrote this, then you you can be fined as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's, now, it's now being more strict. I don't know how Italy does it, but yeah, they have this new rule implemented. So what makes Vera extra special? Well, for one thing, she lived through the SARS epidemic in Hong Kong. In the spring of 2003, the SARS virus spread throughout the city, infecting over 1,700 people and killing nearly 300 people. When we had the outbreak in Hong Kong, lots of people died. And and also we have all this knowledge on how it can spread not only with uh, human contact. If we live in a high rise, an apartment, like we, we all live in apartment, uh, we somehow figure out that the virus can get through uh, through the pipes of what like what drainage uh, pipes. So if there is some dried up pipes between the buildings, you can catch the virus from your neighbors. And there were um, actually a case like uh, like hundreds of cases found in the same building. Let's stop there. So typically, bathroom drains have a U-shaped trap or P-trap that prevents fluids and odors from coming back up. You know, you can go look under your, the, your kitchen sink and you'll see one. However, at this apartment complex that Vera mentioned, officials found that traps did not work, which meant air could come up from the drain, contaminating the bathroom with droplets. So in essence, the sewer system in this complex became a pathway for the virus to spread. So everyone's paranoid and we all know to wear masks. And well, even after 2003, we, uh, even with the flu, I will have a mask on when I go to work just to prevent spreading the disease to anyone else. But in France, I remember when I got sick, I tried to ask for a mask in the nurse station. We have a nurse station in our institute. The nurse doesn't know where it is. And she said, we don't have masks. <laughs> 
she just dragged me away and I said, oh, okay, because I was coughing a lot that day and, and I forgot it at home and I just decided because I coughed so much on the bus, I felt like I should have a mask in it before I go into work. It was before the COVID uh, pandemic. It was just during last winter. And she was, I remember she dragged me away and I walked towards the lab for like 10 steps and she came, ran up to me and said, hey, I found it, I found it. And then she found it, this gigantic box of mask and open cover in dust and then he hit <laughs> and she opened it and then like just gave me like uh, she almost gave me a whole box but like she, she just gave me like an envelope with like several and she said oh you want to take yeah i i had to talk to her in french but like luckily the the, the french word for mask was also mask so like and then she was uh, okay i didn't speak any french before i arrived this country so i i was really um limited in talking to people but like she was yeah it was funny realization that um, Europeans are not really used to having masks and they and all my colleagues just stare at me that day when I come in with masks to work and they were like you are really um, I don't know like a good citizen of other people like you, you, you're really good person to not try to spread your disease I said yeah that's our <laughs> culture we just you, you shouldn't cough without a mask like that or, or you should cover your you know nose and mouth that's what we were taught in Hong Kong so I don't know like the masks are yeah, just the yeah. It takes some time to get used to, and it's the mo- not the most comfortable mm-hmm. thing. Well, it's wear. a big cultural difference. It's not anything that we're used to. It's foreign, and we we look at it as you know, uh, oh, I don't want to wear it because I'm going to look like mm-hmm. I'm sick. When in reality, you're protecting yourself and you're protecting everyone yeah. else. Versus yeah. other places, it's very much part of their culture, and it just feels normal. <laughs> So I've been right. trying to keep track of all the different things. I, I can't keep tra- track of all the different things, but I'm trying to notice the things that will be different after COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And you guys, you guys are making me realize that I think this may be one of them. Whereas before COVID-19, wearing masks when you're sick and whatnot was pretty rare. I think yeah. after COVID-19, mm-hmm. it'll probably be a lot more common. Like if you're traveling and you know you have a cold, it'll be more common to put a mask on. And yeah. that'll probably be a good thing for society in general. I, I would say so. Like that that's definitely was the lesson we learned as a Hong Konger going through SARS. Um, yeah, and, and this it's become a, a cultural practice that we when we are sick, we just wear a mask. Yeah. 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 So you guys have that in your culture now. And I'm curious to see if that'll be that it'll be that way in the U.S. Thank you, Vera. We really appreciate it. And I hope you have a lovely evening and we didn't keep you up too late. We have fun producing these weekly dispatches. It's made the world a bit smaller for all of us, and that's a good thing. We have more dispatches coming up. Uh, Send us a note if you want to join us sometime. We'd love to have you. However, next week, we have our first story episode for season two about the coronavirus and wastewater. It's going to be good. Stay well. 